When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hello everybody and welcome to the Royal Blue podcast sponsored by Beer52. Swansea City want 50 million pounds for Gilfie Sigurdsson. Everton have already... Uh, made it clear that they're willing to break their transfer record significantly to buy him, but it's still not enough. So as we gather around the table today, we'll be discussing where Everton go from here. We have a look back at pre-season and a look ahead to Thursday night's Europa League game. Uh, it's me, Phil Kirkbride, joined by Tony Scott, Gav Buckland and Chris Beasley. Um, chaps, what was your reaction last night when obviously it emerged that Everton's second bid, believed to be in around £45 million, pounds, was rejected out of hand by Swansea City. Um, Tony, is he is Gilfie Sigurdsson worth £50 million? In the current market, yes. We've seen all the stats, haven't we, over the last couple of weeks, how good he has been over the last three years, especially when you're looking at the team he's been playing for as well. To get them stats where they are, up there with the very best creative midfielders, David Silvers of the world, Christian Eriksen's, Mesut Ozil's, he's, he's, in, he's in there with that calibre, isn't he? Now, you're looking at whatever a need, that's easy. Cuban's identified it and it's instrumental to how we're going to approach next season. We need that creativity. Now, I look at the set pieces alone. Now, for 20 years, Everton have been desperate from that. From what I can remember, you guys will probably know as long as I do. I just. Mikel Arteta was the last, I think, creative player that Everton was as a decent player from, from dead ball situations. Apart from that, the last last season was woeful. We had Holgate, we had Barkley, just hitting the first man every time. It was so frustrating. The fans have been crying out for it. And I just think it's it's instrumental that we get this fee over the line. Whatever, regardless of whatever you have to pay. If it's 50 million, so be it. We've seen the current climate. Manchester City have just paid nearly 60 million for a fullback. If you want to play that much, go and pay it. And I think he's worth it in this current market. Gav, Charlie Adams free kicks were worth £10 million, we were yeah. talking about one yeah, time ago. <laughs> yeah. So shall the market change. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think my view of it hasn't gone to forty-five. Might as well go to fifty if that's what it takes. I mean, you forget that transfer fees that they they depreciated over the length of the contract boundary. So we haven't got like find five million out of our accounts this year. That five million is spread over the five years. So effectively, it means if we give them a five-year contract, so you know, effectively we've got to find a million pounds in each of the next five years. Which when you think of income and that's how that's going to change in the next few years. I don't think that that really causes an issue, to be honest with you. And do we lose a little bit of face if we just stop at 45? I mean, and regarding whether he's worth it or not, you know, they're like London house prices, aren't they, transfer fees these days? You know, they're just they're worthless in itself. They're not really the value of the player. So, considering the stage of the season, the player involved, as Tony says, and the fact that we have got a bit of a few bob to spend, I'd say, go for it. Chris, let's play devil's advocate here. As Swansea... Right to dig the heels in and, 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 and hold out for the fee that they've set? 
Well, totally, like we talk about, we keep using this phrase all the time, that the current climate, we knew that the prices are going to go up and up. And there's also the um, factor of the Lukaku money now. Everton made some great business this summer, signed a lot of um, good players, but this was all before the Lukaku deal was completed. Um, people know that Everton have got that money in the bank now and they they know they'll probably be able, willing and able to spend that little bit more. Mm. Just read out some, some stats that I was doing a bit before we, we, we came in here. Um, with past three past three seasons, free kicks got free kick goals from Premier League midfielders. Sigerson was number one with six. Involved in goals, Sigerson second, fifty three goals over the past three seasons. Number of assists, Sigerson was fifth in midfielders to twenty six. And from for goals scored by midfielders in the Premier League over the past three seasons, Sigerson ranks second with twenty seven only behind Deli Alley. So, Tony, what should Everton's next move be? Well, it's been 40 with 5 million add-ons, hasn't it? Mm. Maybe a 40 million with 10 million add-ons. So be it just just so yeah. Swansea can basically say, yeah, we've got the 50 for them, and Everton can say, we've paid 40, but with incentives. What I like about him, I checked his stats last, last night, and last season, he scored against all the big teams. Scored at Anfield, scored at Old Trafford, scored against City, man. scored against all the big teams, and that was where we were a bit found wanting last season, wasn't we? Scored against Everton as well. He did, yeah. yeah. Big teams, well, and Phil. I just think that's just been what we need to make that next step, isn't it? We're OK beating the teams below us to bridge that gap. To, if Everton want to be in that top four, we've got to beat them teams above us. Mm. And Gilfie Sigurdsson has proved that last season, even in a poor side like Swansea. I saw when I was reeling off those stats there, Gav was desperate to say something. The man who is... Yeah, the, the stat man who hates player stats. Yeah. Yeah, bit, <laughs> of a, bit of an oxymoron, that, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, yeah, they're an indicator, aren't they? They're not the, they're not the be all and end all. You know, you wouldn't like to think that Steve Walsh just looks at like Sky Sports stats <laughs> and says, we'll have him. You, know, you think that they've done the work. Because, uh, you know, that's probably 10 or 20% of it. The 80% is, you know, what's his character like? You know, what's he like when the, the opposition have got the ball? You know, what's his interplay like with the rest of the, rest of the team? All those, all those type of things mm-hmm. that you can't put, you can't, can't quantify. You know, you know, does he fancy Stoke over Tuesday night? You know, all he those, fancies all those, Anfield, yeah, and yeah, I'm happy yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those things, that that's what a player is to me. That all that, The things there, they're, they're the output, I mean... What I was going to say is, you know, why don't we just sign Deli Alley if he's a bit of 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 Come this far, we've got to go with it. Why do you think, Phil, that this deal has kind of dragged on so differently from the other transfers? Like Michael Keane, Classen, Pickford, it was one bid, done. Obviously, Pickford was second bid, but they were done. Do you think because there's no sell-on value in Sigurdsson, the, the boards are quite wary of it? I think if, you, if you're using the comparison of Pickford and Keane, Sunderland had gone down, yep. so Everton were in a strong position. And Burnley, Keane only had 12 months left on his contract, so Everton in a strong position again. The problem, the problem which, with Sigurdsson, it was always going to be the issue. He signed a new deal last summer, and the biggest problem is they stayed up. Mm-hmm. Now, if Everton had tried to lick down the Liberty Stadium, we could have been talking about trying to go and get a player who'd, who'd been relegated, so it would have been much easier, you see. Um, but that's really muddied the waters, and Swansea don't want to sell him. Ultimately, I think there's, a, there's an appreciation they're going to have to, because he wants to go. But 
the issue is they're in a very strong position. Do you think we're being as age as he's 27? Is yeah. he? Do you think Everton are quite cautious to spend that amount of money because there is no sell-on value in maybe two years' time, yeah, two years' look, time? We're going to get probably three, maybe four years of peak Sigurdsson, aren't we, if, if mm. we're lucky? So, yeah, look, and, and I totally agree that my viewpoint would be if you're going to go to 45, as you said, Gav, Tony, why not just, just go, yeah. and go and meet the asking price? But equally, Everton don't want to be taken for mugs. Do they? Yes, they've got, they've got cash and they're willing to spend, etc. But, but the principle and, and, and long-term kind of negotiating with the, with the chairman, they don't want to, people don't want to be ringing up Swansea's American owners or Hugh Jenkins and they go, ah, oh, easy to deal with these lot. I think it's only right that Everton do it properly as if you know every penny does count, doesn't it? And I think even though the club is... A wash with cash these days. I think it's the right approach to try and drive the best bargain possible. Yeah, I think the other thing as well is Chris alluded to it. We sold Lukaku since we bought them players as well, so that's obviously played into the deal. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think, think you're absolutely right because I think I'm sorry to interject. I think the feeling in May, sort of June time, was that the asking price was going to be about forty. Mm. You know, that was the high end, but there's no there's no coincidence when Everton sold Lukaku, yeah. the price suddenly shot to fifty. And, you know, you don't blame Swansea for that. It's just frustrating, isn't it? It's all, but it's also as well, people have got a better idea on the market now, haven't they? Mm. In July, you know, it's, it's moved quite quickly about the value of players in the space of, like, five or six yeah. weeks, hasn't it? What some players were worth in June are probably completely oh, yeah. different mm. than what they were in July because people have seen the fees, yeah. some of which that we paid for other players. Think, well, if that's the benchmark in June... We're gonna we're gonna need that now in July for them because yeah, it's gone up and and I would imagine even some of the players that we bought I think I think Michael Ball alluded to last night that uh, Pickford the thirty million yeah. it looks quite well, cheap well that's it? relatively cheap yeah. it doesn't well, it that's, now? A, that's the thing isn't it you know and, and you go maybe the club will get to, have, have already got to this point privately where they've gone will you know willing to overspend in inverted commas on Sigurdsson because Pickford could be a bargain he spent five million on Sandro I mean that's yeah, that's a steal, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Rooney effectively nothing. So, you know, if you even it out over the course of the summer, is there a concern, Phil, that there's not many teams above Everton or around Everton that are approaching Swansea for the services? We've heard of Leicester, yeah. haven't we? But there's not many teams yeah. that are for them. I think that's a realization from Everton's point of view about the players they can realistically go and attract, isn't it? Mm. Everton aren't in the market for Mbappe with Real Madrid and you know, mm. the rest of Mali. So the realisation of who's the best player we can realistically get and let's just go for him. And, and, the, and you know, the other clubs of Everton probably feel that, now I would argue he'd, he'd strengthen United and he'd probably strengthen Arsenal, yeah. you know, Liverpool, I think he'd strengthen them. But obviously it's they, what they think they've got in those positions and his styles of play and, you know, would he fit in a clock team? Probably not, mm. you know, so... I, I'm not overly concerned by that. Chris, mm-hmm. does Gilfie Sigurdsson bridge that gap from seventh to fourth? It, it, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because it's quite damning, really. We've talked about all those great stats for, for Gilfie. Mm-hmm. And then he's been a Swansea team that's been losing and been yeah. struggling. So that's quite damning about his Swansea teammates. But Everton are really in that tough position now, aren't we? We've talked about attracting targets. Five out of the six teams above them are in the Champions League mm-hmm. next season. So that's perhaps why they are willing to pay that that extra money for someone like Sigurdsson. Um, I don't know if he, if he would be able to, to bridge that gap because he can't do it on his own like we see, we've seen at Swansea, but maybe with those 
better players around them, the, the sort of side that Everton are assembling this summer, um, it could actually um, prove the difference because Everton are in a really difficult position in the, trying to bridge that gap and get Champions League football, but it won't be for the, the, for the one to try him, will it, with these signings this summer? Just before we uh, we move on from Sigerson, because I'm sure we could talk all day about him, we want to put this out there. If you were advising Sigurdsson, what would you tell him his next move should be? Or does he not make a move? What? No. Ballys or Swansea, you mean? Yeah. He um, wants to leave. He wants yeah. to come to heaven. I think that's pretty clear. What would you say, Gilfie? Sit tight, it'll happen. Gilfie, stamp your feet and throw a paddy. Gilfie, hand in a transfer request. But they won't throw a transfer request in, will they? Because they'll lose the loyalty. Vote. Well, yeah. and you've seen that with the likes of Van Dijk and Keita and other transfers and Lukaku, etc., they're all well and good, having a word, quiet words with the manager and say, listen, my head's not right, I don't feel like travelling with the team. Well, sorry, throw a transfer question if you want to leave. Because it's, you won't, because yeah. you lose your, you yeah, lose your yeah, loyalty bonus. Point. So I, I think money talks and yeah. basically the gang of mercenaries that won't throw a transfer <laughs> question for the sake of the money. Well, fair, fair, fair I mean, it's still relatively early in the transfer window, isn't it? Mm. You know, if you think about it, at the end of yeah. August is what we got five weeks left. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I don't think he needs to do anything at this moment in time, considering the Premier League's like a fortnight away. So, I think it'll just be see how it pans out over the next week or two. Would be my, would be my guess. I wouldn't do anything. Do you think Ronald Koeman would want to get it done before a certain game, maybe first game of the season? or? I think the first league game, I think he would want. Even though we, we've spoken about it, haven't we? He said, you know, you don't necessarily get your squad in before the end of the transfer window. I think, I think they can get, you know, if they can get it done before Stoke, I think it'd be more than happy. Would you be worried, Phil, if they don't get him on board, then who's the creative well, spark that's, in that, that team? That's then? what I was going to put out there. What's the alternative? Because all the eggs have gone in the Sigurdsson basket, haven't they, a little bit? Now, understandably, because Ronald has made him the number one target, I'd be interested if if it's Sigurdsson or nobody, or if it's Sigurdsson, if we don't get him, A, B and C are on the table. It's difficult, because <laughs> clearly Sigurdsson for Ronald ticks all the boxes. Who could we... Attract well, and Everton. This should I mean yeah, you were yeah. going to be. Are you buying for buying sake? Or well, do you keep your yeah. powder dry until January? Or can he afford to? Well, I mean, I I think if he, as you said, there he's the number one target. Yeah. Um, I think in our podcast, the was our number one target yeah, as well. Yeah. In fact, that would complete the deal, won't it? <laughs> Phil Shaw, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Uh, and a if bit nervous now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pressure's on. If uh, if he's the number one target, as you say, Phil, then you've got to get him, haven't you? You know. Yeah. We can't afford not to buy him, as, I, as I've said, all, all summer. And I, I wouldn't have a problem if that means paying what you would perceive to be over the odds. There aren't like-for-like alternatives out in the transfer market. When it comes to proven Premier League quality, you can maybe get somebody for half the price, maybe from the Spanish League mm-hmm. or whatever, but not for that proven Premier League quality. I, I agree with Chris. You, you're looking for a player who is proven in the Premier League over numerous amounts of seasons, up there with the very best. Now... Is, is it a concern for that? Obviously, obviously, all them stats are coming up. Mm. Mostly, and the majority of them are from set pieces. Now, we want a player that's involved in all yeah. the game, not just set pieces. I, 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 I think that's obviously a huge attribute of his, isn't it? He's set pieces and, you know, if we sign him and come into next season, he'll have probably been involved in 10, 12 goals purely on set pieces. Um, I th- I, what I've seen of him, and I admit, you know, I have to admit, it's, it's only a limited... A limited amount. I think he can play. I think he's a. I think he's a good footballer. And you know, Ronald's not buying somebody for fifty million pounds if he's only good at free kicks. Yeah. Is there a concern, Gav, that he went to Tottenham, failed, and 
Good point. And a big club, and then went back to what, when Yeah, when did he go to Swears? Was it 13, was it? 12, 12. Five years ago, isn't it? Mm. I'm not sure whether he played in his right position at Spurs. And I think... Um, he was given numerous opportunities there, wasn't he? And yeah. And it didn't work out for him. fair point. We've, we've made that point before, but four or five years extra Premier League experience since then, um, I think, you know, makes all the difference. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. But, you know, that you've got to back Ronald's judgment on this one, haven't you, really? And as Phil said, he's not forcing just on the base and take free kicks and whatever. Um, they obviously understand his overall contribution to the team. And if they think he's the man, he'll take account of the, the Tottenham experience then. You know, I think we've got a bang. He'll have a queue over them set pieces for only a free kick take away. Got Baines, Rooney, and now possibly oh, yeah. Sigurdsson. Yeah, training will be tasty, won't yeah, it? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Kevin Morales, if he's on the pitch for the free kicks. He'll be yeah. on the bench, Gav. Don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. don't worry about him. Just saying. Just well, saying. that that makes us dovetail neatly into pre-season because Kevin Morales scored a beauty, didn't he, against FC20. Uh, obviously, the Blues returned from six days on the continent, uh, training and playing on Saturday evening. Um Lads, what what were you start with you, Chris? What was your your sort of overall feeling from the week? Um, you know, Ronald had spoken about his, his kind of satisfaction of, yeah. of the training that done, the environment, and the venues, and, and etc. What was your feeling from from yeah. from a distance about what yeah. what had gone on? Yeah, again, it's it, it it's all it's all been about Rooney, hasn't it? It's just um, so many question marks. Um, Everyone was happy to see him back there as, as an Evertonian. Not everyone, Rome. sorry, Kiss. Yeah. Not, not everyone. everyone. <laughs> not everyone. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was waiting for you yeah. to say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after um, 13 years away, but the big question mark was what would Rooney still contribute on the football pitch? And we've seen LK, it's only in the early weeks, it's only pre season, but Wayne Rooney looks really up for it. Real fire in his belly, a point to prove. And. Um, it's it's all been about about um, Wayne really. Obviously, um, Kieran Dowell as, as well as as emerged um, one from the left field. Literally, um, <laughs> he was a, he's a player who did very well for the under twenty threes last season, but was probably looking a way off um, the first team. But um, it, it's a question for for Ronald. Uh, what does he do? Does he send him out on loan? Does he give him those first team opportunities? He's, he's looked sharp. Gav, who stood who stood out from you from from what you saw of, of the games against twenty and Genk? Um, but for, I thought the Genk game for half an hour, well, not for, for an hour, was a really good game, it was, wasn't it? it was I mean, they, game, they yeah. were half decent, they yeah. really were. Week ahead, you know, yeah, yeah. Even so, I thought they were decent. Yeah, I thought Dow. Yeah. Chris said, I mean, I think Ramirez as well. Luffman. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> he said well, I'm, 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 I'm a big I'm, fan of Luffman as well. Like, I thought he was okay. I mean, I, you know, there's a bit of work to do there. I think. The, the one player who thought maybe didn't do himself any favours on Saturday was Bessage when he came on. Yeah. He yeah. was... Uh, you there strode a man frustrated. Yeah, didn't he? You know, and I think... Uh, I know we'll talk, maybe talk about it later. There's, there's a decision to be made there. But I can say Rooney's been excellent, hasn't he? I fully expect Rooney to really you know, start the season well as well mm. uh, because he'd be all fired up yeah. uh, for Everton. It's not unexpected. And that was really good. Scored a good goal in, in Africa. Um and, and so there were actually two decent workouts in different ways. So, you can't pick Wayne Rooney. Who, st- who stood out for you? I, as I just said, then I thought Luchman was impressive, looking on the front foot. Um, do you know what? There was a slight concern. I know you can't read too much into pre-season friendlies, but Klassen, now, he looks full of energy and he's in your face and he gets about the pitch. 
But on the ball, he didn't he didn't impress me. Obviously, I don't want to read too much into into one or two preseason friendlies, but I'm looking for a bit more of him on yeah, the ball. Yeah, I think, I think I that's really fair. Yeah. yeah, I think you know, yeah. Ronald. We had a, we ran a piece this morning saying look, he he accepts that Klassen's going to find the Premier League in the tempo tough, but he thinks he'll, he's he's clever enough and he's you know his attitude spot on that he'll he'll get there. So may, maybe Klassen's somebody we've got to be patient with, maybe more so than the others. Is there a, what do you think of the left back then situation, Phil? Because obviously. Refunes, Molly now injured. We've seen Connolly play there at left-back. Yeah. He's done OK. Yeah. Do you think Ronald Koeman will go in the market for a left-back stroke centre-half that side? Well, he wanted Gyro Riedeveld, didn't he? But he, t- he Has he said that? Not me. <laughs> well done, Phil. Well done. <laughs> Been practising. He, uh, he's obviously gone to Palace. It was last night or this morning, got yeah. confirmed, didn't it? So, it was that... He, He's, Ronald saw him as the utility man who could play left three back and left back, left centre, centre half, and even midfield if required. Problem is, there's not too many of those about. So, Ronald is probably now facing up to the possible situation of having to go and find a left footed centre half, left back cover, and if he still requires it, midfield cover, um, which is kind of it's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, so, I think for me, I would say left back would be the pressing issue because you know Leighton had a really good season last season he's clearly number one first choice in that position but you know there's no cover there yeah and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying he's no spring chicken he's in great nick he looks after himself total professional looks looks sharp but his age unfortunately injuries do start catching up he's had had a couple of them hasn't he so my concern is what do we do when Leighton Baines gets injured and as Michael Ball said in his column today Thursday Sunday slog Exactly. He'd be expected to play 38 games Premier League, Europa League, FA yeah. Cup, League Cup. He's going to have to buy left back in. Yeah, I think so. Just, just picking on one thing you said there, Phil, you said midfield cover. Mm. Top for, heavy there, I'm like, well, that was, I, I when I When I got fed that bit of information, I, I was like, I double-checked, I hadn't misheard them and said, yeah. no, that's something that Everton are looking at. So, I mean, midfield's a broad theatre, isn't it? You know, you've got like defensive midfielders and attacking midfielders. Mm. You, you but... It is an interesting thing there then, isn't it? Because you've got potentially of the two defensive midfielders or whatever we call holding midfielders, you've probably maybe got up to six people who could play there, haven't you? You've got yeah. obviously Snyder and uh, Dissett, um, Bessett, McCarthy, Davis and Barry. You know, that yeah. bit is like six six players potentially um, who could play in those two positions. And I was thinking that you, you could probably... Used to be a sell, but there's just probably two places that two players that you could actually afford to yeah. maybe move on, couldn't you? But I think from the list of six, you can probably guess which yeah. of the two players involved, and and that's that's the last place I think we need to reinforce, unless they're thinking well, maybe a different midfield next year, a left side, where, where, where it's like a four three three rather than a four two three yeah, one, and maybe they're using four three three quite a bit, yeah, hasn't he? It's yeah. whether they they want to use. They want to change it where they want like a designated left hand side midfielder. Yeah. And then I don't know what that means then for the rest of the team. Yeah. But I, w- I mean, you haven't mentioned it, but obviously Bessage and McCarthy will probably be sitting a little bit uneasily, won't they? You know, yeah. the fact that they're down the pecking order as it is. Bessage so far down the pecking order has been playing at centre half. Yeah. Do you think that that says it all for him? Well, you would you would begin to worry. I mean, obviously Mo has played centre half before he came to the club, didn't he? But. If he he's not look happy to be proved wrong, but he's not striking me as a Premier League centre half. It's hard in the mat stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Every time he gets the um, ball, in. so 
for me, that's that's a warning sign if I was more message than yeah. Ronald saying, you don't feature in midfield for me. Yeah. I'll plug the gap in pre-season centre-half. But... Yeah, I think, uh, what do you think, Chris? Do you think we're a bit top-heavy there then? Um, de- definitely, um, there is, um, there's, there's a lot of competition for places there. I mean, I know West Brom have been looking at um, Gareth Barry because um, they, they need to re- replace Fletcher and Koeman said it at the moment, he, you know, he, he wants to hang on to him I think it's only about five more games he needs for the Premier League yeah. record yeah. and, you've got, and you've, got to, you've got to factor that in as well because saying we're top heavy but Gareth you know it depends how things go but he may not be at the club this time next summer because he's only got that 12 month extension who knows how things so Ronald might be thinking well if I go and find a midfielder of 27 28 you know there's, there's a replacement already so it might not just be thinking about this season but also next as well yeah I, I think if there's a player to be sold out of the, the current six that we've just mentioned, then I think it would be James McCarthy. Yeah. I think he'd be the one with more value, as in getting more money into the club. I think there's a relationship breakdown between Ronald Koeman and James McCarthy over the Ireland's situation. So for me, I think if one player was to be sold, it wouldn't surprise me if it was James McCarthy. Yeah. Why don't we just transfer him to the Republic of Ireland? We've kind of touched on it, but... Um, of the players that you saw in, in the two games in Holland and Belgium, was there anybody that you, you, you watched and went, you've done yourself no favours there? Um, judging by, or did the selections across the two games make you think, hmm, your time could be up here? Not as in time could be up, but I wasn't impressed with the, the shape that Ashley Williams has come back in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I just think he... Looks to me, judging by the pictures and all the cameras, meant to put a couple of pounds on you or so, but looks as though to me he's has a good summer. <laughs> really does. And I just think for a player in his position, and he's well built, isn't he? Yeah. And he's got he's gonna have competition hopefully this season. You've got Michael Keenan there, Jack Gill, there's nothing on the door. Hopefully a new centre half comes in. And his age as well, you'd think you'd be really chomping at the bit, fighting fit. This is your big season now to prove that you're worth the money. Because last season he was near a day, was he, for the value that he was brought in for? But I thought this season he'd come in in decent nick, and it looks amazed, though he hasn't. Interesting, yeah. Um, not really, I say. I thought Bezit's performance was a bit of a, uh, you know, erratic to say the least mm. when he came on 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 Saturday. I, I don't think it's enough two games in a friendly env- friendly environment, as it were, uh, to judge players. Um, your, but, Joe, your Joel Robles sat on the bench for both games in Holland the yeah well I think you? we've not spoken about Joel but maybe Joel's time to, to uh, move on I think it'd be best for both I, I would I would, I would say I don't know what Chris thinks but I think mm-hmm. Bessic if you I mean, he's got the World Cup next year haven't you mm-hmm. which might play into people's yeah, thoughts yeah. and if you're Bessic who's been at the club three years he's, he's missed, missed 12 months through injury yeah missed a lot of well, first and second seasons mm-hmm. through injury I think he played 40 odd games in three years or something yeah. like that. Um, Interestingly, I remember when he got the first knee problem that season when he joined, he'd said he'd never had injuries like it before. Yeah. He just wondered whether the Premier League and English football was a yeah. demand on his body that he wasn't ready yeah. for. Maybe it's not adapted. What do you think, yeah. Chris? Do you think he's, he's somebody should be looking elsewhere? I, I think so. It's, it, it was a big step up for him anyway, wasn't it? He came from Hungarian football and there's not many make that. Um, step up to, to the Premier League Roberto seen him in the World Cup thought he'd done a bit of a good job on um, Messi in yeah. one particular game so 
I mean, a Martinez hard man, it's sort of like, we're yeah. talking about oxymorons. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Does he play for Hungary as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it could, like we've alluded to, I mean, it, it, like I say, it says it all, doesn't it? Managers playing him at centre-half. But it's just interesting what you're saying about the different players and the roles they might be filling this season. Um, Davy Klassen and how he's um, shaping up. Um, I spoke to a Dutch journalist um, before Evans, just before they signed um, Klassen about a month ago. And he'd been watching him at Ajax for the full time throughout. And he said he's not one of those players who's going to blow you away with his skill. He's not um, a really amazing, skillful player, but he's a really hard worker. And he thinks that Evertonians will right. take to that. So I'm just interested to see how, where, what sort of a player Klassen really is. Because at Ajax, I think he did play quite an attacking role, played, scored a lot of goals. But I just wonder whether that sort of role will adapt to Goddison. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday and then again, on, and more so on Saturday, we got first looks at Cuco Martina. Pickford and Sandro Ramirez. I mean, briefly, what what were your thoughts? What you know, were, were you impressed? Do you think it's going to take some time for any of them to bed in, or? Well, Martina impressed me, considering obviously the reports we had from Southampton fans, and they were saying, "Oh, I don't know why Cumin signs him. Mm. That's why his contract was run down." I thought, I thought he's doing yeah, okay. I don't think he lacks any confidence going forward. No, he comes he doesn't. On pitch and just stands in the opposite <laughs> yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. Does doesn't he? <laughs> High and wide from Martina. Pickford surprisingly. He's a presence in goal, isn't he? Mm, he is. I think that's yeah. when I was watching on, obviously watching on the laptop, and then you see him, you think he's bigger than what he actually yeah. looks. And Ramirez, he, he looks lethal in front of goals, doesn't he? He, he sort of got that edge about him, what yeah. you want, and a good presence, holds the ball up well. And he's another lad who's just, uh, as Chris alluded to, another player that works his socks off, and you can't have enough of them in the team. Gav? Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think. Um... Ramirez, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Of all, you know, of all the players we bought in the summer, yeah. we bought some for big, big fees. The one player I'm really looking forward to seeing in the Everton shirt is, is, is that lad. To be yeah. honest with you, his cross was a beauty. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean, and it was only he sort of moved out. Kerr does run, didn't need to move yeah. out on, on the outside. It made it was it was a good spot by Kerr and Dal, wasn't it? it was a, and that's the type of thing you know, we don't really, we've not really done much of that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing them play for Everton. Albeit in what role is uh, mm. is going to be interesting, isn't it? That's what I was going to touch on there. Is it a concern that for all the money that we've spent on the team, that we're going into the basically just two weeks, isn't it, till the season starts, two and a half weeks, with one out and out centre forward? Yeah. And we've got important games coming yeah. up, haven't we? Yeah, we do. I, I think it's it's clear that a, a big target man in inverted commas centre forward, a, a replacement in the in positional sense for Lukaku, has to has to be brought in before Stoke. Because it changes the way Ronald's teams play, doesn't it? He always has that big man. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the, the latest intelligence then on? Sort of, we've had a few plays linked, haven't we? Yeah, Giro, I think you should. Yeah. yeah, no, I think them two are, are very much on the list. The problems, both have got problems in terms of it might not be easy to prize Giroud from Arsenal. Plus, the suggestion was Marseille would have been his, his preferred destination. Don't know if that's changed. Secondly, with Benteke, would be the price yeah, yeah. because it's a lot of money. Now, I think he's. Re- I think if you, if you if you study Benteke's record, he's actually better than people think because he kind of gets a bad rap, especially on this part of the world because yeah. at Liverpool he, he he struggled, didn't he? But I think in terms of him playing a role and his track record, the number of goals that he will uh, produce, I think he could do a lot worse. Can you think, can you imagine? Can you envisage? Sorry. Sigurdsson's crosses for well, they, well, exactly. There you go. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So 
Yeah, I, no, I, think, I agree. For, I'm having a look at Ben Teke's record over the... I think he's been in the Premier League for six seasons mm. now, something like that. I mean, I think he's got into double figures. Oh, but one of the seasons, I think he got nine then. So, I mean, and he's, he's all due respect, he's not played in a really successful team in that time. So, I think he got 15 in 36 games. And I remember thinking last season, you know, when Palace won 2 1 at it, it was scores Anfield as well, but it was yeah. quite handy to have in your All for them, Sigurdsson, Benzett, get them all in. Rooney, there's a few of them there. Yeah, Andy Cole, out of the time. You know, his two goals at Anfield last year, I was thinking, Ron would never have scored that. No. You think? Yeah. You know, like the, the, the second players, one, the, the different players. I was looking at think That's the type of big, powerful presence I want to front. You know, the second one where he sort of got amongst a group of players and Simon Eze. That's the type of thing you'd never see Ron do in a million years. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, that's the type of thing we need up front. Because it looks, you know, but in simplistic terms, the players, the stuff that Rom would want to do with the ball and the way he would want to play, they've got players around that now will do that. You're yeah. Ramirez, Rooney, hopefully Sigurdsson. Yeah. We've got those players. But as you say, Gav, you need somebody who's going to be a presence. Yeah. And a bit do, more agile. Yeah, and do, and, and, and do the unheralded sort of stuff. Win headers, be a presence. And don't get me wrong, Rom, Rom was improving in that area, but his biggest strength was ball over the top, let me run, use my pace. That's not Benteke, is it? But... No, um, I'd, 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 I wouldn't turn him away, you know, for, for me. Being interesting for you, as you say. Yeah, yeah. prizing away from Palace after just one one year. Um, that's why Giroud might be um, more affordable if Arsenal were to let him go. Seems to be mixed messages. The player himself yeah. seems to be talking about a move, but Wenger said at the weekend he's willing to stay and fight for his, his place. And also from Arsenal's point of view, would they not see Everton as their biggest what? rivals? Well, it's, yeah. them to it's the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need uh, Ronald to sweet talk Frank De Bora and yes. see what we can do. Um, so the uh, third and final uh, issue on today's Royal Blue Podcast agenda is Thursday night. Hands up. Who wants to pronounce the opposition's name? This is one for Chris Beasley. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give no, me no, no, no. <laughs> uh, go on. For our listeners, he's got a chance to look at yeah. a sheet with the name R- on here. Rosenbarock. That's it. That's it. Very yeah. good. Um, are we happy with the draw? Concerned? Is is it a game that Everton should just comfortably win, or is this banana skin written all over it? An early exit from. Europe. Well, I was, I was getting a bit of stick, wasn't I? I'd twisted this last week because I was saying about playing Brand Bergen and this now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so don't ask me for any predictions. I couldn't even predict if we were going to play. I was glad it wasn't Brand because they've played Brand before. And mm. that's the thing yeah. about the Europa League. Often teams who play Champions League a lot, it's the same opposition. Europa League is about playing new teams, yeah. new locations. Especially for the fans as well, yeah. isn't it? Well, the fans were saying, you know, it's six, was it six pound, eight pound a pint in yeah. Norway, seventy five p in Slovakia, so yes. they're made up. Somebody in office, someone in the office today who shall remain nameless described uh, that part of the country, uh, the world, sorry, as a poor man's Switzerland, but still lovely at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not part of the fjords, then, Phil? No. Well, no, yeah. I'll, I'll go where the football takes me. Yeah. Gav, you know that. <laughs> um, so, so let's look at, at, the, at Ronald's selection then for Thursday. Um, Tony, go on, run me through what your 11 would be and then if there's any controversy, we'll pull you up on it. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Uh, Pickford. Yeah. Martina. Baines on the other side. Keane. Williams. And then I'll go a midfield of three of Guy, Schneiderlin, Davis. And then a three of Rooney, 
Klassen, Sandro. Okay. Um, you've gone for Martina. Has he, yeah. has he been in the club long enough? John Joe not earned a shot? Yeah, he, it's a good shout, and I've been praising John Joe all pre-season to yeah. get a shout. Maybe if for 2 or 3 nil up, possibly to bring him on for the second half, that would be ideal, but I think... With it being the first game, and I've, I've listened, I've probably contradicted myself a couple of weeks ago. I was shouting for him to start the Stoke game. I just think there's there's a bit of a there's a no out with Marty, and he's he's been there, seen it, and done it. And you've if you've got that experience, I think it's crucial if you're going into an important game, a Europa League qualifier, get him on board, get a settle back four. I think I think that'll stand us in good stead. Gav, that's Tony Steen going run me through yours. Um, I was going to wind Tony up and say I play Morales instead of Rooney, but I won't say that. <laughs> <Don't either. even. laughs> no, I think pretty much agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree there. Be interested to the formation whether you play. If you play, are you playing? For, cla- are you playing class in an advanced role like Tony? Is? Yeah, yeah. Whether you play, play that or play four two three one, and then you play like say Davis, Rooney, and class and behind Ramirez. Yeah. If anything, that just shows that we just are a little bit light at the top end. Yeah. Um, we, mm. You know, when you, you're looking at that, you're thinking, is that really the line-up that you want if you really want to push forward? You then add Sigurdsson and as you really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, of, all of And, you know, when you say, well, and the downsides, I'll say you could probably fit six players to play in front of the back four. So, mm. it and, and sort of weaknesses of full-back as well on mm. both sides, you know, for one reason or, or the other. So it just shows you that, that, that we've had a great summer so far. Yeah. There's still, when you look at that team, oh yeah, there's plenty of room for improvement there. So I, I, I wouldn't disagree with what Tony says there. Get in, Gav. Oh, that's first yeah. time for everything. D- disappointing. Chris, what's your what's your yeah? I think I think he'll go for Kuko Martin because he's his man and he's um, experienced. But personally, I would like to see John Joe Kenny in there. Um, maybe even scope for playing Glasson as one of the the midfield three. It's a bit harsh on Tom Davis. We've alluded to. I mean, it could be harder for him to play games um, yeah. next season. He was more or less a regular centre-half of last season, so that'd be a shame to lose him. But if you did use Klassen in the midfield three, then there's scope for either a, a Morales or even a Luckman or possibly even a Dal, depending on how you want to do it among that, that yeah. front three. Um, Evan have played three friendlies this summer. Um, the team that Chris pronounced so beautifully <laughs> was in Baroque. Um, I think they've had two qualifying rounds already. I think they're in, I think they're in the league season. I think some uh, started at the starts weekend. The weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, you know, I'd say no. No, I don't think we are. If the Premier League season was to start now, I'd be I'd be massively concerned. I think we should, in terms of quality, we should see these over the line. No doubt about it. But in terms of fitness. I think, obviously, as Chris has alluded to there, they've started the season this weekend. So, in terms of fitness, they're ahead of us. But in terms of quality, we should see this tie out. Gav, can Everton afford to be in a position where they still need a result next week going to Slovakia? Uh, not really. That's not ideal. Yeah. I think, going back to the first question, I think nobody's ready this time of the year in the Premier League. Let me see if I team playing in America, aren't you? you know, they're just not fit at all. Yeah. And... and so, um, so we're not ready fitness-wise, obviously, but that's not through no fault of our own. Just a natural, uh, you know, training plan that you've got. Um, ideally, we'd want to hate that phrase, put it to bed. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. we do that on Thursday and gives. It'd be interesting to see what happens next Thursday if, if we do sort of say, mm. say hypothetically, we won four 0 on Thursday. 
would he want to give the same players another run out? Well, this is I've had this and then, uh, yeah, or would he want to give like another six or seven players a start? Is, is it before the Stoke game or after the second half? Before, before, because it's be, it's the week leading up to the severe Still, friendly. Yeah. Now, Ronald yeah, will right. probably look at the severe friendly as a better workout in many ways than a second leg. Yeah, against the Slovakian side, if if yeah, it looks hypothetically. Would, yeah. would you sorry, Gav, Would you read anything into the starting lineup this Thursday? In terms of the Premier League, I think sorry, I, sorry for me, yeah. the eleven that starts on Thursday, Ronald is saying that's my best eleven right now. So the best eleven right now, not in, t- in, in fitness wise or in terms of just everything. Everything, yeah, 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 great. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think that um, it is difficult with the fitness. We saw didn't it about this time of year, West Ham came a cropper in this competition. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah and so it's always uh, difficult for them, but. You'd expect um, the way the Evertonians have approached this has been a, a sensible pricing policy. They've sold out. There's going to yeah. be thirty six thousand, albeit a slightly reduced capacity at Goodison because of the work going on the family yeah. enclosure stuff like that. But a full house, I'd expect them to uh, roar Evan to um, a, a big victory. Mm. Yeah, should um, do this more often. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think the, the other thing as well is about selecting the team is is getting the blends right, isn't it? Yeah. With, you know, you're talking that starting lineup. Have you got how many new new players you got there? Four, four is it? Well, Keane? Pickford, yeah. Keane, Classen, Rooney, yeah, Ramirez, so Martina. Yeah, so you're talking up top a complete completely new forward line, aren't yeah, you? Really? Yeah. And I think you'll also have a, have an eye on like getting the blends right. Albeit if you do, me may want to bring another couple of players in. Uh, so that, that's the other thing that will come into play rather than just fitness. Well, here's one for you as well. I mean, I think based on the 11s, you all predicted and, and the eleven that I think will play. I think Ronald Koeman could select an eleven for the first time as Everton manager that does not include a Martinez signing. Thank God for that. So yeah, I would have, you would have expected that to be honest with you. That's a good shout. Um, Some players obviously inherited from yeah, the yeah, yeah, like Baines, come to the academy yeah. like your Davis, but you know. You've really? done well to ship all them out in the space of 12 months when you're looking at it on the, on the space of that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, that just shows you what we needed to do, really, doesn't it? But it's, it's... To do that in 12 months, yeah, there's some going. It helps if you've got like a few bob as well, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, I still but like... He, he yeah, 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 yeah. to yeah. sell as well. Yeah, no, he? yeah, yeah. And there's, there's still a few players around the club, isn't there, on the, on the periphery that you would hope for their sakes that they moved on, wouldn't you, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's still, still work to be done. But it just shows there that line-up, there's still... Speaking of it, to be done on the transfer front. Definitely, definitely sensible. Still, still, need, still needs to be done. So, just before we round off, it's the first podcast of the new season because it's a new season now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like that, but it's I'm going to say it's it a new fi- season. First fix in July, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. On, so, uh, let's start as we mean. Sorry. First fix in July, yeah. First ever competitive. Yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah. let us start as we mean to go on and get predictions. And I think this season it's only fair that we keep a record of these. <laughs> so, I'm going to write these down and see how we all get on. Tony Scott, what's your prediction for Thursday night? 4 0. 4 0. Gav Buckland. Should we have some sort of points? Three points for the correct no, score. Just, just, just correct score, that's it. Oh. Correct score, that's it. Um, I'm going to go with. What did he say? What are we thinking of? I said 4 0 before. <laughs> But I'm I'm just about to do a different score to Scott. Don't have to. Don't have to. If you want to copy me, I've got to disagree with you on one thing on the part, haven't I? Agrees with me starting line. Yeah, yeah. Three 0 Three 0 B 
Bees, what's your score for Thursday night? Mate? You'll be there. I was on mass. Yeah, I was, I was gonna. I was gonna say three um, 0 But do you want me to go for a different score? You like do what you want. You do yeah. what you want. You're your own man. Okay, three nil. Three nil. Okay. And PK, I think three nil as well. <laughs> Comfortable. Enough to make it interesting for next week, but if Rouge and Barak score, yeah. it's finished. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a 3 0. Scott is going to be sitting there. Please score, score, yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we will meet again next week, hopefully, to discuss a 3 0 victory for Everton. Yeah. Four. <laughs> and uh, no, just keep online with the Echo, and we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date with everything on Sigurdsson, Giroud, and the, and the rest of the transfer business the Blues will uh, no doubt do. Thanks very much.